0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Home and Away Day podcast. I'm Luke and I'm joined as always by my lovely co host, James.
1: Good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day we're on.
0: (laughs) We'll we'll make up lies. Wherever you're listening in the world, he says hello. so this, with this being the second episode, if by chance you've come across this and haven't listened to the first one, I do recommend it, only because it's a nice little introduction to ourselves. You learn a bit about James' personal life, whether he likes it or not, and it just sort of sets up for this little pre-season prequel, as, as I've called it. Um, so how did you think the first episode went, James?
1: I thought it was successful. Yes, you had a bit of an insight into my personal life, the embarrassment <laughs> that it is. Thank you for uh, reeling that. But I thought it went well, thought it introduced us quite well.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I would not disagree, uh, mainly because I didn't want to redo it. Um, but I, I think it served its purpose. It was an introduction. We give you a taste of what's to come. And, and this is kind of the follow-up now. Like I explained in the first episode, just a quick explanation. What we're doing here is reviewing all of last season's uh, away games that we did in preparation for our first official season, doing everything just so We can get used to talking about them, get to which points we think make the most sense and give you like a a little nice little uh, breathe breathing room into what will hopefully be uh, a better and more successful podcast going forward. Um, So there's three exciting games to talk about if you're a League One fan. You will understand they are not at all exciting, but we have to try and make them sound exciting. <laughs> uh, the, so, the three teams we'll be talking about today are Accrington Stanley.
1: Accrington Stanley. Who are they? Exactly.
0: Cambridge United and Shrewsbury Town. So, three blockbuster games at League One level. Wouldn't you agree, James?
1: I, I think, as a listener here, you're going to be blown away by the sort of facts <laughs> that we're going to provide with real, like, this is the part of the season which we look forward to, you know, some proper British stadiums that were just, yeah, amazing. Yeah, you're going to find out.
0: Okay, so let's get stuck in to the first of the three teams, Accrington-Stanley. Uh, now, this was quite early on in October, so it was overall a, a nice day. What were your first impressions of the uh, Accrington-Stanley St- Accrington- ground and area?
1: Well, my first impression is that you don't know the actual dates. It was the end of October, not the beginning of October. But we'll uh, we'll 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 move. Um, to be fair, as as a travelling fan, I've not been to many stadiums, and disappointment comes to mind straight away. Not from the fact that it's a, a bad stadium because it, it's not for Accrington Accenture, because Accrington's not that big. Let's be honest. It's it's a bad stadium
0: um, for the level. I think would
1: be the right way to classify yeah, it. You know, it's a good a good sign when there's a field behind the stadium <laughs> with football training pitch,
0: training there.
1: pitch, training pitch with a, with a farm barnyard behind it. So it really shouts Timpot <laughs> already, in my opinion. Um, how did you think about it? Uh, it was kind of the same because we were we were lucky enough to get quite close
0: to the ground, thanks to yourself and yeah. Uh, in, in, in in in, I'm not even going to attempt to say that. But you and your wheeling and dealing yeah. with family, friends, colleagues, whoever it was. So we got like a, yes. a two minute walk away. And the main road itself leading up to the ground—you would not think there's a stadium behind it. <laughs> there was a pub, no, and a queue of maybe about thirty people at this outside uh, vendor location. And then all of
1: a sudden, you realise, oh, the
0: ground is quite literally there.
1: And um, we're not—we're not talking like because it—it has that history. It's one of the founding fathers of the football league. It's right in the heart of Accrington, so you've got to respect it. But when there's no signs for the stadium and you don't like know where you're going. Good luck to you, because you would generally have no idea the stadium. (laughs) It wasn't
0: built to be found on uh, Saturn. Put it that way. No. So obviously we, you know, we go down the long walk because effectively where it brings you out is the exact wrong side. So you then have to loop away on the stadium, and you you get into the stadium. the 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 food and drink. Um, I don't actually think I had anything to eat. I did have a, a a beer which is about Fiverr, I think, and it was awful. It was stale. There, w- there was no physics It's basically like from the pub. They've gone, have you got any leftover beer in your drip trays and poured it in for you? So it wasn't exactly the um, most hospitable place,
1: if you're in away, fam. I remember with the, with the actual food itself, um, I think it was pies, weren't it, it? was the proper, yeah. proper northern delicacy. Um, they, they weren't too bad.
0: No, they, they looked all right. The, the food... Obviously I think at the time I'd already eaten so I didn't indulge but in terms of the drink the drink did let let itself down massively
1: <laughs> um right, the thing is I, I don't want us just to sit here and slate a club because it's it's not a bad thing but with you with a team like Accrington where you you know a local rival you you've got to be honest and it's I know how the, the club works and how they for the self-funding and whatever, but it just was very disappointing, weren't it, with the food?
0: Yeah, and I think, like, you've, you've hit the nail on the head, but the club, realistically, is, is built for a small local community of people who don't really want to support, support Burnley or Blackburn, and they've kind of got this more homey feel, but in doing that, you really take away from the away fan experience, like you say, you're kind of just there as a cash cow, rather than being tr- treated as a guest, and and it, let me say it's not just them it wasn't just them who make you feel this way there are other clubs not necessarily today but coming up in the future who who definitely to take a leaf out the accrington book
1: oh yes so
0: we'll, we'll then get on to the away fans so ourselves now just for context it's about a what five and a half thousand thousand seat a stadium maybe five thousand
1: i think and so Give two thousand six
0: hundred bolton fans so that kind of sets you up for how how loud the away support were. Um, now, just quickly start uh, and tell me about the home fans. What did you think of them throughout the game?
1: Um, obviously, like I've said, it's only the second away game we've we've been to. We've been to like last the last podcast, Forest Green. So there was a lot to live up to. <laughs> oh yeah, bear lots. in mind that we've had that level of atmosphere. So there's no surprise to know that this team also were pretty piss poor, if we may say so ourselves. Um, There was a little congregation in their sort of home end where they were jumping up and down. They had, they'd had, have a drum, I can't remember if they have a drum They, they did
0: have a drum, yeah.
1: They had a drum, but it was just this, this the usual element of why would you want to be an Accrington supporter? That was the genuine, I just felt like it was very dilapidated, very, oh, we're up, we're at Aki again, here we go, round two.
0: Yeah, it's got that sort of feel of... Like not, not to disrespect them, but kind of like a non-league team where you, you follow them up and you always have that core supporting. But it, I, I imagine yeah. it's very hard to attract people to Accrington away from the teams of like Burnley and Blackburn because there's not much offered. Like if you sort of flip it uh, and look at other teams who are sort of surrounded by bigger teams, there's always something that attracts you to them. They know they have to draw you away. But with Accrington it and... and obviously with the owner he's quite a stubborn person it's very much like if you're from that area you should be supporting them just because um so obviously like i say i I thought that the crowd the home crowd were were quite vocal at times but i think maybe that was more to do with how the result was going at the time so um there there was the game ended 3-2 so but they went 2-0 up and until sort of our first goal back to make it 2-1 they they were loving life because you know, To them, it was kind of like, oh, we're, we're doing over this bigger team and they were getting into the game. So that that's when I thought they were quite vocal. And if anything, they were kind of drowning us out because we were just disinterested at that point and deflated, weren't we?
1: It was from them from Obviously, we don't want to divulge too much into how we felt as supporters because we want to focus on the, the stadium itself. Yeah. But we were... Um, just listening to these fans yes there was moments when they weren't they weren't chanting it was like i'm gonna tuning tune up here um but vice versa it was drowning us out but obviously things were in our favor and in the end it was us giving it large and us drowning them out but i, I you know if let's say we gave them a rate i think they'd do quite well I think that the support was there but obviously they got relegated so you sort of wonder how long was that support
0: yeah and always and, there. and like i say that i think that was to you know, do with the season as a whole is, is they were just sort of like taking in those moments when they knew they were going to get them. So it, you've kind of covered it a bit, but that now I want to flip it. So in terms of the away fans, like I say, we were very sort of like shocked because they took the lead early on and that took it out of us, 2-0 down. Uh, and then obviously when we started to get back into the game, how would you sort of rate the away experience? Because at normal grounds, you only maybe from the away fans, you maybe only have one stand, whereas we had half a stadium of of a way a uh, loud Bolton fans so how would you describe that?
1: Um when you look back on the season we've we've spoken about different games in Bean Two. It definitely sticks there in the mind of a game that you'd want to go and relive because there's nothing better than coming from two 0 no down to win three two. And when you link that to the to the atmosphere and to the fans which are there, it was fantastic. It was and it was where we were sat as well, you know, we we're sat in the the terraced a seating area right near the, 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 home the home fans
0: on the corner yeah. so we're, we're right so, near the loud mountain.
1: so we could see but we could see the entire stadium we could see all the fans and I can still picture it in my head that moment that we sort of won the game or we scored to win the game and um, it was yeah it was electric and for your second away game it, you, you want to relive it
0: yeah I mean it certainly made the sacrifice of, of uh, Forest Green a lot better and I remember yes. sort of the the atmosphere went a bit weird because we scored the winner in like the 75th and then the game kind of just like, because we were that exhausted as fans because you've just witnessed a two, you know, a three goal swing and then you're just really nervous. But like I say, at the end of the game, we we were really loud and you could tell the home fans looked defeated because I think that was the story of the season. Like I said, they went down. Um, But like I say, if you could go back and live that game, it, it would be totally worth it. Now, Obviously, leaving the ground, uh, we noticed there was a couple of issues with um, kind of like the distribution. So all all of the away fans and home fans are kept separate for safety reasons. Most grounds do it. But in this sort of like long road, there seemed to be a bit of trouble. Um, I won't go into sort of particulars of of what we saw happen. But in, in terms of how you felt at that time, do you think they, the police and sort of the exiting of us fans down that, uh, route was the safest? Did you feel comfortable or is that something you'd consider if you had to go back again?
1: Um, if you are a fan going to the stadium, because bear in mind they are the closest rivals last, last season weren't they? That, that's essentially it. They were the closest, both for ourselves and for them. You'd expect there to have been a bit more policing involved. Like I know it's not a massive derby in terms of what Bolton, you know, like a Blackburn or a Burnley, something like that, or a Wigan. You'd think they would have policed it a bit more. Now, don't get me wrong; there are stuff like you know, we can write a nice little book, the boy and the brick, who wanted to, just to give you a bit of him, what might have happened. But um, it, I said no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, it, I don't know. I think it was safe. I think we walked through no issues. We went home, and it was simple as that. It was it was fine, but it just had that element where you were three two winners, you were two 0 down. It could have could have gone differently.
0: Yeah, everything was kind of you know set up for yeah, a bit of trouble, but like you say, luckily nothing happened. So overall, we had a great day, and it kind of reinvitalized, uh, reinvigorated, sorry, our love of we wanting to go to more away games. Now, um, before I ask you if you if you would go again, let me just say, uh, if the chairman of Ackrington hears this, you're a Robin bastard because he charged us twenty five pound for that game, for your closest rivals at a stadium which effectively was tiny and, you know, not exactly the most modern, you're charging away fans 25 quid. I mean, in the Premier League, there's a cap of 30. So you're saying the experience of an, in an away stadium at Premier League level is only worth £5 more than what we experienced. That that was an issue for me. And obviously, when you hear £25, what, what do you think, James?
1: So in terms of how much we spend, because... If we're being honest, we look throughout the season, you're looking at some places cost us 18, 19 quid, some cost us 22, 23 quid. Yeah. So suddenly, we're looking at both that and thinking, hang on, if it's costing nearly as much as the travel to get there, there's something slightly wrong here. And then we get there, it's like, hang on, this actually is a... It's not, it's not a, the best stadium, the best place. So why is it going 25 quid? either? Yeah,
0: because I, mean, I must admit, some places where we were charged more but, and, and you'll hear about that, but there were obvious reasons why. Whereas with this, I, I genuinely can't justify spending 25 quid in a ticket or for a, like a standard game. The only reason we're paying that is because one we're their closest rivals and two, their chairman, who obviously is like self sustainable is, is, is quite honest. I think he came out and said, you know, I'm going to charge more, uh, because because th- there is demand there. That's why they're selling at half the stadium. So. Taking all that into consideration, if, like say, Accrington were in that league again in the coming seasons, or say if we got them in the cup, we had to go away. Would you go? Yes. Now, is that purely because they're rivals, or because you want because you enjoyed the actual day?
1: Um, two reasons. One, they are the rivals, and in terms of when you look at the football league, like looking ahead to the next season, our big sort of annoyance is. There's no teams nearby. That is one or two, but there's a lot of travelling involved. Yeah. I think last season Bolton were the sixth highest travellers, which is a, is a shock for a team which is in Greater Manchester, but there's no teams in the league nearby. So you have to build that into it. But likewise, as you find out in later episodes as well, um we actually had two good trips to Atkinson this season.
0: We we did. We like I say no spoilers because there will be a, an exclusive episode about those experiences. Um But, yeah, I mean, like I say, I kind of, you know, I'd have to say I probably would go again. But for me, it's quite literally just because they are rivals. However, like, you know, say if we were playing them in the Papa John's away on, like, a Tuesday night, if they were charging 20 quid, 25 quid, it's a stern no from me. I'd love to go to as many games as possible. But I, I feel like with their chairman, he's set a precedent that he will get as much money out of us as he can. and. We'll kind of leave it at that because otherwise, we'll end up with a half an hour rant about how I feel about Andy Holt and...
1: <laughs>
0: and I'll get I'll get in trouble. So,
1: well, if you are, the thing is, if you are an Accrington supporter and you're listening to this by some complete chance, email in, give us your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I, I mean, the, there are a few wrong. sort of
0: hardcore Accrington fans. It's nothing against them because, you know, they can't control the ticket prices, but. It's just one of them where you know, like, I, I understand how he wants to run the club. And, and in some ways, I do commend him because he is trying to book the trend. But at the same time, you then sort of turn around to the clo- the team's closest around you and going, we're going to scrounge as much money as you can. But like, like I say, I'm going down a deep, dark rabbit hole. I don't want to do it. Accrington, you, you've been ticked off. We'll leave that there. Um, Miller, lovely cushion header. But yeah! oh! what a headshot. what a headshot. and now we're gonna mix it up because we started off by doing a three and a half hour trip to forest green we then went only less than an hour to accrington now we're back on the road again and we're heading down to the yellows i think they're called as at cambridge united
1: are they called the yellows? I can't even
0: remember what they're called. I, I, I'm putting everything I own on them being the yellows. If not, I will accept whatever uh, <laughs> punishment there be. But so Seeing as I make watching. the podcast, there's fuck all punishment. Um, <laughs> so we'll start off uh, your first impressions. Now, we did drive there, so this obviously changes uh, a bit because when we got there, finding parking wasn't much of an issue really, was it? No.
1: From memory, and, and
0: I feel like that kind of helps, you know, because obviously, say if you've driven there, and you know, like say, say if we drove to Forest Green, um, back in episode one, there was a, there was issues with parking, but it kind of sets you up for a better day overall. So, you know, with parts up, we've walked to the stadium. What what are you thinking?
1: Um, I didn't really know what to think coming into it. I, I don't think we knew much about the stadium anyway. We just sort of assumed that it was accessible. We get to the stadium, quite, we're there quite early. It's not too bad looking from the first outlook, really. Yeah, we sort of think, oh, God, it's another stadium here, which is um, not going to be the best. I don't think it was too bad. Until we come to the access to the stadium. <laughs> I assumed you'd be able just to walk in like a normal one. No, no, they decided to build their stadium over next to a river. So you have to walk over a bridge to get into your... Uh, well yeah the, for, for yeah, away yeah. fans
0: let, let's just say that because if you're a home fan you have a nice little area where you have like a fan zone which was a nice simple walk but obviously when we got there my, you know my first instinct was better ask this steward because this doesn't look like it's set up for away fans and then like no. i say it's a it was a long trip into a field like i say so we've had to walk round into a field and then you see these like two step bridges that lead you over to the the, the away section so i get what you mean oh brilliant um, what do you think about it? I, I, I mean, like you say, it was kind of, not unfortunate, but it was coming off the back of the similarity to Akron, where it's kind of like a 5,000 to 10,000 seat stadium. It's not necessarily like some of the other stadiums we've seen, which are lovely and beautiful. But it, it to me, it wasn't as bad as Akronton. It, it was certainly kind of in the, the meh column, like, oh, I'll take it, you know. Yeah. Um, the, the stand we were in looked quite nice. Um, it was There was a massive gap to the pitch. Uh, so if you're trying to pitch invade at, at Cambridge, you better tie your laces because you don't want to run out of steam too early. Um, but overall, yeah. I'd say, yeah, it, it did the job. I mean, it, it wouldn't win any awards. It was a bit surprising that in Cambridge, which is quite like a nice and affluent area, it looked as more of a workings man, working man's team. If you get what I mean, it didn't look like it was lavish yeah. uh, or like you know stunning from the outside.
1: I sort, I do sort of feel like it was. It was to be fair, it was better than I mm. thought it was going to be, though, because I, I didn't expect it to be this big stadium. Because I was like, "Hang on, it's all the Cambridge yeah. United." No, uh, disrespect. yeah, like I say,
0: it's got to suit the team, you know. Because at times I think we forget we are spoiled yeah. with who we support and the standards that are set by, uh, like say, certain teams. Like say, if you like exactly. a United fan, they they would probably like you know turn the nose up at it. But if you go down and say look at more of like bottom of league two or a, like a non-league team it to them it would be you know decent facilities but we'll, we'll, we'll crack on so for the, i think this was the first time we've actually had food as well so i we can actually give some honest reviews on what we thought so I'll, I'll start off it was a food van which was quite surprising but i think there was round the corner part of the stadium as well i think they served only pies but you know we got lucky there was a food van um, I, I got a portion of chips, and I must admit they were they were bloody lovely. I, I can't remember how much they were uh, or like you know, um, a, a price range. But I tell you what, I did enjoy them.
1: I think the, like I had chips and gravy. They you know, proper Northern staplement, so I was surprised without had they had that in stock. But it was
0: I yeah, thought, that's a bit of a shock that down the down know, the border, that, you know yeah, you find gravy. Like
1: what's what's gravy? gravy? I don't know what gravy is, but I, I thought it was all right. I thought it was it was worth the money. I think we got potentially got there a bit too early, so we were sort of eating them like. There's nothing else to eat now. Yeah, we're we're kind
0: of stuck, but you can see why we'd get there early because we're parking near and we don't. And I think when I checked on sort of maps, like trying to find trying to find a way pub would look like too much hassle. And it wasn't really like there was a town centre nearby. It was kind of a a a small walk away from like a little collection of shops. So we kind of got stuck there. But like I said, because the food was nice, it kind of made up for it, didn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: So we'll then crack on with. you know what we thought of the the game and the fans. So th- the game itself, it 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 was a nil nil draw, and th- that always has an effect. But it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a boring game, was it? There was a few incidents, uh, you know, there was a bit of controversy. Um, I remember it was an all military refereeing team, which was a first, and they yeah. kind of let down the occasion. But what what would you think about the fans? You know, let let's start off with the, the home support. What what did you think of them?
1: It- clearly showed that for a club that's down in the in Cambridge which obviously their, their biggest rivals are Peterborough and mm. um, there was clearly a core set of fans there that believed in the club opposite us at the other side of the pitch that was their kind of their core fans that were jumping up for most of the game they were excited they didn't stop chanting and bear in mind it finished 0-0 yeah. and we had a man set off as well so that definitely helped with their um Sort of enthusiasm. I don't think they could be disappointed. I don't think there was a time where they were quiet. No, I think they were genuinely excited to be there. What do you think? I,
0: I, I'd completely agree. the The only issue I had, and it's an issue we had a couple times this year, is is down to the placement of those core, uh, those hardcore home fans, because they were quite literally on the opposite side of the ground, weren't they? And I, I think an issue yeah. you get with that is, like I say, obviously as a as an away set of fans will always be as vocal as we can be and it's great when a home team matches it but i always find it odd when you never put those two right next to each other because at least that way it's a lot more easy to bounce off each other because what i thought there wasn't a lot of was us going at them and them going at us it was just more like singing your own songs which is nice and it worked very well and it it, it kept the vocal up but say if if it was a boring nil nil you wonder how that affects the two sets of fans
1: well, let's point to this, We are We are no fact any hooligans. We do not involve ourselves in hooliganism. Um, but it's quite nice sometimes to have a bit of banter, have a bit of a exactly, pushing talk yeah. with the uh, with the home fans. And we just yeah, we didn't really have that. Even when we left the stadium, we didn't really have that poor interaction. Yeah. Let's call it. I, I don't agree. Like I said, leaving.
0: Um. You know, when the game finished, we we're, were getting out. There wasn't really any issues. It was quite uh friendly enough you know no no drama no violence it, it was quite a nice
1: they didn't mingle us together didn't uh no uh, that was the only when, thing that when was we left about.
0: it was more because we'd we were say leaving the field we were joining the main road again um and there was yeah. a police presence there which kind of you know made everything quieter but like i said the, the, there was no issues when you were getting back onto the main road and because where we parked was quite um, Cambridge territory, we you know where all the home fans seem to know where to park. So I, I wouldn't say wearing a Bolton top there was any issues at all. Yeah. Definitely not. So overall, I, I think we enjoyed it. Uh, it's uh, fair to say. Um, so we'll, we'll get on to the the price now. Um, so a ticket for that was actually twenty four pounds. Now, obviously, when when you take into consideration that that cost. I think you have to understand as well. You are paying a southern tax almost. Um, you know that there, there is a bit of disparity uh, throughout the season. You've seen we've seen with home, uh, uh, not home, sorry, away tickets up north and down south. So, I think twenty four pounds overall in that area isn't the worst. Um, what do you think?
1: I, I can agree. I think it was a, a good cost. And that might be sounding a bit. Uh, Hypocritical saying that we're spending twenty five pounds at Accrington, twenty four quid. What's a pound difference? But you are getting a better quality of service at a better stadium for cheaper.
0: Yeah, I think the stadium was a key key factor as kind of me accepting the twenty four pounds because that stadium I did quite like it. It looked a higher standard, and you know the the area it's in. There was more about so I I can let them off at twenty four pounds so. Now, this one, this time, is the first actual decision that matters because this season, the new season coming up, we we actually have the chance to go again. So, quite simply, would you go this season?
1: Yes, I will go again this season.
0: Yeah, I I, I wouldn't be able to disagree. I think there was enough there to keep you interested. Um, The only thing I'd sort of say is there's maybe not new things to try. Um, It's not exactly like you can go sit in a different place, You, you know, we'd still be in the same stand or try different food. I mean, they had burgers... Uh, like it was a burger van so you could have something different there but it's not like there was a club speciality or anything like that which is fair enough because I don't think as as Bolton uh, uh, like home supporters, I don't think our away fans get anything spectacular but like I say it was enjoyable enough and uh, let's just hope next time the game isn't 0-0 and it's worth a bit more than that
1: (laughs) It's it's worth seeing a goal, not going there and seeing nothing at all
0: Exactly And finally, we have Shrewsbury Town. Now, I feel like there has to be a bit of context here because it oh, might God. go down as one of the longest and roughest days <laughs> I've ever experienced. Because not only was it um, Shrewsbury away, it was Shrewsbury away, Shrewsbury away at half twelve in the afternoon.
1: And why was that, Luke? Uh,
0: that was because England were playing France in what I believe was the quarterfinals of the World Cup. So yes. instantly, the day was not not ruined, um, but it was definitely affected because not you know we're having to get up super early, and you know spoiler alert at the end of the day ended uh, ended up with losing to France and Harry Kane scoring kind a of penalty. <laughs> so let that let that sink in and feel sorry for us.
1: Well, let's be realistic, as the day even started. I you know we, we don't use this to talk about, but you know, it, it snowed in the morning. It did,
0: yes, I, of course. I very,
1: nearly did, I very nearly didn't even get it out of my own house or <laughs> out of my estate to go and get you, because I couldn't get the car out. So really, the, the day didn't start off that well.
0: No, it, it was kind of fighting a losing
1: battle to uh, to yeah. begin with. So we, um, so we go to the stadium and it's... You know, explain to us, how did you get to the stadium? Oh, the, the, the stadium... Well, before
0: we even got to the stadium... It was the, a problem trying to find somewhere to park, wasn't it? Because at one point we thought we'd got lucky because I don't think there was any club parking, but it looks like there was no. uh, a retail park, just, you know, like um, like we have. And you're thinking, oh, that's great, you know, get three three hours or so. And the limit was two hours, so it was, you know, near enough impossible. Um, but we did get lucky. There was, uh, was it a park and ride? Like a, yeah. Park and ride. And I think it was like... about a fiver, which you can live with but well, that kind of saved saved our uh, our backsides a bit didn't
1: it yeah definitely i think that was a saving grace with the stadium itself um was the access you had to walk down like a single alleyway thing with fences on either side yeah um, because remember. there was, a, yeah, was we had yeah. to
0: kind of cut across the retail park and then yeah. it was like um, a gated single column entrance way that was it. I, um obviously what one thing i will say is that's not the way we came out so i don't know given if that's exclusively for away fans or exclusively for home fans. Um, but it is is—it's quite, in, not intimidating, it's quite a weird feeling just being led down this single gully.
1: Yeah, it, precisely. It was the case of like Angle where we are walking here. But the stadium itself, when you get into it, it weren't too bad. It weren't too bad. I think my expectations weren't that high anyway, because again, I'm not being disrespectful, but we see Shrewsbury Town, you think, Angon, this is a team that are... Probably, do they belong in League One this season? They did alright, but they have been in League Two for the majority of the last few seasons. So it's like it doesn't surprise you that their stadium is again not to the level that we have. But then again, we have got a Premier League stadium. Yeah, and
0: I would say I did. I did enjoy their stadium. Um, would it, it looked fit for purpose, and again, it was kind of like a subtle improvement on the stadiums we'd seen so it, it was like trending in the right direction so I, I i personally like i said i think one thing we have to make sure we keep in mind and, and anyone listening does is that because it's at a league one level you have to give it as an honest review as that standard like you know we, we might get lucky um and as we did we got to see wembley and and you know maybe in the cup this year we'll get a premier league away away like if we get that far but I think you have to take that into consideration. That at its level, uh, if you were just treating it as a League One standard stadium, I think it was quite nice.
1: Yes, I I I'd agree. I think it was the atmosphere was good as well. But we we'll get on to that in a minute. Um, but I think the stadium was good. I, I wouldn't think if you were a travelling fan, you would think, "Hang on, what are we doing <laughs> here?" It was. It was all right. It was. All it right. was.
0: And like I say, I, there was um, a case we didn't have any food or drink, mainly because we'd stopped late for breakfast because of uh, the issues with the snow, and it, it just felt like you couldn't really, given the early kickoff, it kind of messed up your your day, and it left you in a, a bit of a deficit. Yeah. Um. But we'll, we'll, we'll crack on. What, one issue I did want to point out about the atmosphere, if we'll get on to, is I didn't like the placement of the home like the home fans, so right next to us, um, we were sat on the left-hand side of the, the away stand, and, and to our left it seemed like there was quite a young contingent of home fans which to me is just such a silly decision uh like leaving that as kind of like a family area because you've got the away fans and we're loud and rowdy, yeah. and it's very hard to kind of deflect back of what these little kids are singing because you know we're not going to sit there and abuse kids or shout at them and it, it just kind of like had a bit of a dampening effect for me
1: i do think as you said it's i mean obviously uh stories in the future where we talk about the success that you can have with close home supporters but it's quite a risk to decide you you want to have the kids section next to the away stand and bear in mind we we, we can't be stupid we can't try and be naive some of the vocals that you can get involved with at football games can be for a child probably too old for them to even listen to that's that's just the reality of being a football fan yeah what are you doing but beyond the region wales so that's what i'm gonna say
0: <laughs> oh dear that's uh yeah you've offended the welsh now that will just take off now. the uh, united kingdom distribution um, Bingo cards. yeah <laughs> so in, in terms of you know the fans during the game uh, it was a fan's nightmare from our perspective but a fan's delight from their perspective you know they went one nil up they're in great voice we pegged it back we went two one up which so obviously we're really getting on top and you know, we're seeing out the game and then it, I think it was in the last five to ten minutes they'd go ahead and score two to win the game. So it, it, as a fan experience, it really did have such a swing in momentum at, at certain parts of the game and you could feel that both sets of fans kind of jumped on that. You know, it's the, Before the last ten minutes, we were having a great time and it felt like the away fans were really loud. The home fans, I felt, dealt with that. Um, but like I say, obviously when they got the, the winner, and they, they saw out the game, they were going rampant and massively. Yeah, they they, they were having
1: a great time. Um, I definitely think as well, because when we've looked at the last two games we've done, mm-hmm. um, we've seen a real mix of results. And this one's like, it sort of makes you think again when, you, when you've lost 3 2, it's like, it's all right going to these away games, because again, we'll look at the price at a minute. Yeah? But sometimes you think, was it a waste? But you can't go to every game thinking you're going to win. No. I
0: mean, well, yeah, as an away fan,
1: you know, you've
0: got to be open-minded. And I think especially that season, um, it, we, we, did, we needed to expect to lose some games. I'm, I'm interested to see how it feels this season. Obviously, you know we're not going to go too much into it, but it's looking like uh, we're now aiming for a, a progress and a promotion. So, obviously, it'll be interesting to see the games that we went to last season, where you're expecting, oh, just to have a good game and have a good atmosphere. How we're gonna play that off this time, where we are going to places yeah. and thinking, right, we want to kick the shit out you. There's
1: to be an expectation this season that we go to most stadiums and not necessarily win, but we're going to have a much more competitive yeah, on a game. of the that, that disappointment the where...
0: So it, it's Precisely. an interesting one uh, when we look back. Um, like say, you know, the, the fans uh, on their their side, they seemed quite friendly enough, I don't think we had any interactions but I certainly wouldn't say there was any trouble, um, leading us out it felt quite safe, you know, it was separated, we could only go a certain way, um, police presence and it led you on to the retail part but by that point I think uh, the nerves of the England game kicked in, we weren't really bothered about the the game anymore so it, anything you'd like to say, final notes on that
1: game? Um, I definitely I think I'd go again if I've got the opportunity. Well, obviously, we do next season. I think we'll go again. Preferably at
0: 3 o'clock. Preferably
1: at 3 o'clock. But some part of me does think, now we've been, it's just making sure... You, know, you don't want to be a horrible fan thinking, oh, we are got to look at form tables and whatever. Would you go again if they are in poor form or would you go again if they are in good form? It's possibly weighing that up because, again, it was two hours away, bit, so it wasn't like a, a close one. Mm. But bear in mind, next season... We are, think think, the fourth or fifth biggest travellers. So you might have to suck up and do it.
0: Yeah, I think if we weren't committing to do every game and say if I was recommended to a friend or family or someone who goes to away games, I probably wouldn't recommend it more than once. That first time is really enjoyable. It's a nice one to tick off. It's a different part of the country. And like I say, it seems like a nice place to go for the day. But in just in terms of what it offers as like a wow factor... I mean, it's hard to say because I didn't have any of the food or the drink, but there wasn't there wasn't anything that really stood out to me as like that. Oh, that's a really memorable game that we uh, that we need to do again next season. Precisely. And just to talk about the ticket cost, we actually got quite lucky here because me, being an old get, had to pay twenty two quid as an adult. You, being young, dumb, and full of something, uh, being an under twenty four, only paid sixteen quid. So if you kind of split the difference there it was 38 quid, so £19 each. Yeah. Which I think leads to why we would probably go again. It's cost effective for what you're going to see. And certainly for its area, I thought it did quite well being sort of, you know, near Wales, the travel. Um, I can't remember how much our coach travel would have been, but considering it was only like a two-hour drive, I think um, 22 quid for an adult, 16 quid for an under-24 was quite worth it.
1: Definitely, I'd agree with that, definitely.
0: Fantastic. So, the, the three teams we were going to do today, I know we could probably go on for another hour or so, but it just helps with continuity, and, and it gives us a chance to have a break and, and think about each team, because it, while I while we're doing this, you've got to appreciate it is quite hard trying to remember back <laughs> to November, December, and, and earlier in the year, so we'll, we'll, we'll cross them three off. Um, now, if I had to force you in a decision James what I thought would be quite nice is if you'd rank your teams so what I thought we'd do and especially when we do the new season it's something I want to incorporate is if we had a league table how would you position them so there's only four teams so it's not going to take you too long it's not hard to remember but the four teams you've got to pick from Forest Green Accrington Stanley, Cambridge United and Shrewsbury Town what, what positions are you going for?
1: Oh well I think it's you say it's not gonna be difficult, but I think you've got four teams here, which unfortunately as a Bolton fan you'd argue are <laughs> not as good. <laughs> the fighting relegation. They all fought relegation this season, aren't they? pretty much. Um I'd say Shrewsbury, Cambridge, Forest Green and Aki. That's my one.
0: It's interesting. So I I agree with first and second. One thing I will say though, it was very close. I think if it had tried food at Shrewsbury, that could have, if it was awful, I think that would have put Cambridge above because the food at Cambridge was was lovely. And the complication of Shrewsbury was the time. It Like, I think if, if you ignore what time we went, say if it was a three o'clock kickoff, I think Shrewsbury deserves to be where it yes. is. And then, like say, Cambridge was a very close second. And I think there's a, then a gap definitely between the bottom two. The only thing I say, I think... Did you see Accrington?
1: Third? I said Accrington bottom.
0: I think I'd put Accrington third purely because I think Forest Green was that miserable for me. And the fact that we lost and the travel time, I think I'd put them bottom purely because, like like we said, we would go to Accrington again. Yeah. But we wouldn't go to Forest Green really unless, like, Not we had to, but, you know, we've got no choice in the matter. If if I had to pick who I'm drawing in the cup, it's not going to be Forest Green.
1: No. I'd be like, no.
0: So that's fair enough. Now, obviously, that's James's ratings. That's my ratings. If you think differently, there is a lovely email that you can send in to. And like I say, going forward, when there's a lot more teams, it'll become a lot more interesting. We'll make sure we we write down the positions so we can remember. Um, But it, it just makes things a bit more interesting because like I say, at the moment there's four teams, the difference between first and second and third and fourth is already quite a big big gap in my opinion.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's quite significant, but we' add some more teams and we'll do quite well.
0: <laughs> we will. So what I will do is I will mention what teams we're going to be looking at next episode. Um, so I think looking at the teams, I think we'll do I think we'll do four next episode. Um, and it, we'll see if that works. If falls too much, we'll scale it back. It doesn't matter. So for anyone who is excited and, you know, really keen to listen to the next episode, you're going to be listening to experiences about Lincoln City, Barnsley, and that's the first trip to Barnsley. There is another trip coming. Uh, Derby, Derby County, which I'm really keen to talk about, and Charlton Athletic. So a nice little mix uh, of teams, North and South, and from you know what I remember, and hopefully what you remember, there are some good, interesting points to talk about.
1: Yeah, from the four games you're going to listen to, uh, I'm not going give any spoilers away. But if, uh, if you've got any spoilers before it, um, we've got some good games these four.
0: And That's... yeah, they're, they're, they're really looking forward to it. So once again, if you have enjoyed, you know, please do let us know. Please leave a like and whatever platform you're listening to. Because I made sure there's multiple. So if you don't have Spotify, there are other ways you can listen. Um, But thank you very much for listening. And thank you for being patient with us. I'd like to say James has been better. I know he was a bit rough in the first one. And I've really had to pull him up through that but we are getting better and hopefully it's becoming a much more enjoyable experience. And James agrees with me. It's been fantastic. Find the mute button. Find the mute button. Mute, James. Um, (laughs) You haven't been muted. Don't (laughs) worry. Uh, But I'm having quite a lot of fun doing this. And that's what it's all about. You know, the reason we've started this is because it's enjoyable and gives us a chance to drone on about our away day experiences
1: and we 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 love it massively don't we? we want to keep going we do
0: we'll take it all the way to the new season where the real fun begins so i yes. have been luke of course
1: and uh, i have been jones thank you for listening thank
0: you very much i hope you have a great day and make sure you listen out for episode 3 <laughs>